of Soccer Nation, the premier podcast for fans of NCAA women's collegiate soccer with Old Miss women's head coach Matt Mock and Rice women's head coach Brian Lee. You can download this podcast from all your favorite podcast providers. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review and tell a friend. And now, Coach Mock and Coach Lee. Well, well, well. Hello, College Soccer Nation. This is Matt Mock the head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels, one of the uh, co-hosts of this College Soccer Nation that we've been all missing, Brian Lee from Rice Owls. The big deal is here with me to start off the show. Brian, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. You know, it's it's. there's a lot of highly anticipated things coming out now. Last season is Stranger Things, Ozark, <laughs> and, you know, in the big trio of those huge yes. media storms. We've got college soccer nation. We do. We're back. I would say this. Have you? I've told you about it. Anybody out there, if you liked The Godfather at all, the movies, turn on the, the offer. It rivals those other two big ones. I haven't watched Stranger Things. I'm not a 16-year-old girl. So I haven't watched those. But the I know you do like it, Brian. But the offer on Paramount is fantastic if you like The Godfather. I highly recommend it. All right. So we've had lots of going on, right? We've had graduations. We've had weddings, but one of the things I want to discuss with you, Brian, is I've come up at age 51, I've come up with a new sport that I'm falling in love with, and that that sport is pickleball. Loving me some pickleball is quite quite fun. I I got a couple things on there. I'll tell you this, pickleball, fastest growing sport in the United States every year since 2019. Is it really? I believe that. Well, now oh, four years later, 51 years young, you've caught on the phenomenon, <laughs> but that, that is, that is the most boring thing I've ever done in my life. I hate it. It's all, <laughs> I've tried it. It's, I have no interest. The, oh, hold on. Let's, let's get some background. Let's get some background. You are coming from a tennis rich family, right? You have a son going to college to play tennis. Your daughter mm-hmm. is a big time tennis player, youth player. Um, you spend a lot of time on the tennis courts, watching, playing, whatever. So you are a tennis, shall we say, snob? Do we dare say that? No, most tennis people like pickleball. Oh, really? Yeah, older tennis people. They oh, love it. Wow. I, got a, I got a buddy who played college tennis at Furman when I was there who owns a pickleball place because he, he likes it so much. He went and bought one. But now there's – are you calling that exercise? I mean, I sweat. I sweat. It's hot out. I sweat. I'm moving. I'm, I'm sharp. Now, I'm yeah. playing doubles. <laughs> I'm not a singles guy. I, not a singles guy, but are you? What what don't you like about it? I I like my sports and exercise to be exercise in sports, and I feel like I'm standing there with the like doinking of the thing. I don't understand the texture of the ball. There's no running. Uh, our producer is a big pickleball. Just because you suck at it doesn't mean you have to hate it. <laughs> Wait, is golf exercise, Brian? That's something that you consider golf exercise. Yeah, you're walking like seven and a half miles. No, no, when you're in the car. You're walking from the cart to the ball. Come on, jeez. Come on, what are talking about? There's golf has the wonderful social element. You just love going. Pickleball's not social. Not really. You're chasing this. I mean, it's like a wiffle ball type thing. Yeah, it's cool. Around. I'm cool. America has spoken. America loves pickleball. I think you guys haven't tried it. You get out and try it. But I agree. Do you do you like ping pong? Oh, I enjoy ping pong. Yeah. You enjoy ping pong, but you don't like pickleball. 
Well, ping pong, you're moving back and forth really quick. Ball's going ding, 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 ding. It makes a, let me tell you the difference between pickleball and ping pong. Ping pong is a wonderful cadence to it. You hear the ping pong ball, but it's, it's very rhythmic. Pickleball is like this loud slapping of this. I mean, it, it really, it's like a weighted. Uh, the, the, the producer might mute you. He's not happy with this at all. But anyway. Well, let's um, let's enjoy Brian's last day, days on this college. Yes, this is his last episode. <laughs> but I do enjoy that you enjoy it. He, like he's kind of like, there anyways, he's like George Costanza when he was with the Yankees. He's trying to get fired. <laughs> he's pulling the, pulling the World Series trophy around his car. No. Um, okay. So, but anyway, I've got in pickleball. That's been fun. But we've been, you've been at graduations. I, my daughter graduated. We've had all kinds of things. The, the mayor had a wedding. We'll bring him in in a little bit, but he had a wedding. So we've been, we've been out and it's also been May. Uh, um, you know, one by month of this was May. And, you know, that is a, a good time for soccer coaches to be able to do some things other than sit in the office. And, and we were out traveling and, and, you know, recruiting and all those kind of things. So we haven't been there. So we apologize for our listeners that have been wanting the podcast, but we're going to try and put one out now and then maybe um, sometime after June 15th, so on and so forth, but we will try and get back. We will certainly be on a regular routine come, um, come August when, when the season starts. And then we certainly will have guests. We do not have guests tonight. Again, this won't be a real long episode, but we do have the mayor coming in. But before we do that, um, I do want, I have one question, Brian, for you that I think is interesting. So uh, I think by now, anybody that listens to this show understands that, um, uh, as, and knows the news that Mark Corian left Florida State. And I want to get into that more with Robbie when he comes on with some of these hires. But my question for you is this, Brian, who now that Mark is gone from Florida State, and a number of the players have left or, or maybe they're leaving or whatever. Um, who is going to be the heir apparent to kind of the top team in the, in the country. And, and let me say this too. It, this is, I don't know about breaking news or call breaking news. Um, uh, Ima and uh, Masame and Mike Bristol announced today, they're not returning to the staff. So it will be a whole brand new staff at Florida state. Um, so Mark obviously has moved on and we'll talk about that. Why and, and what happened there in a little bit. Um, but now Mike and Ema have both also announced today to the team that they will not be returning. So this will be a whole new crew at Florida state, which I think we all know would be hard. So certainly they have the talent to, to, to be back dominant, but knowing all the changes that have gone on going on there at Florida state, who in this month of June, June 1st, would you think could, uh, could go maybe move to the top? Well, you know, with, with Mark, in the end for college coaches, I'd also call him the rainmaker. You're always trying. It's easier to, to make up a nickname for him now that he's not at FSU and you might not play him and he might hold it against you and actually get ugly. But any college job that came open, you know, the first person they would call was Mark because they were so dominant and done so well. Um, and Brian will go in and do a great job and he'll hire a great staff and, mm -hmm. you know, but he's really in that next wave of coaches. He's a little younger. I wouldn't call him a godfather or a mayor or something like that. So <laughs> I've seen Duke's roster. Let me start with yeah. that. Yeah. So if there's a team ready to take a little step up, if we could only get that guy on the show to talk about it, but <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's the mayor okay. of Walkerville. All right. So Duke's one, who else? I don't know. There's more teams going the other direction than moving up. I mean, I think there's a lot of question marks around a lot of the elite programs with the turnover at UCLA, turnover at Southern Cal. Um, 
you know, the national title contender group has probably shrunk more than it's grown. I mean, where does, where does, is BYU, have they graduated too much? Santa Clara, I mean, they've been there. Santa Clara's been there now two years in a row. Does Stanford come back? Is Stanford ready to make the next move? They're adding some, some good pieces. Well, I, I, Stanford certainly wouldn't surprise anybody. Probably a bigger surprise if BYU was able to maintain then Stanford jump back up don't you think I do well they they obviously lost some really good players but then the other one I'm going to throw at you is uh is it time for the Virginia Cavaliers to take their seat at the table and, and maybe come in I mean they were good in that COVID year they were fantastic in the final four and and uh and then the other one I'm gonna and I, we can't say this without mentioning Carolina clearly they're not going anywhere no right? of, of course not and you know obviously as Anson's career winds down. It'd be great to see them win another national championship. We, you know, unless they're playing the mayor, we don't unless they're playing Duke. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's certainly a changing of the guard in college soccer, isn't it? It really is. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I thought we'd throw that in. That'll curveball to you. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's bring in the mayor, uh, Robbie Church. Again, is with us. Very excited to have him join us. And my first question for to you is this, Churchy. Where do you stand on the pickleball question? Oh, yes. That's what I was going to say. So, Brian, it looks like you are outnumbered three to one on this. Oh, there we go. I am a big, big pickleball player. At age 65, <laughs> I can still move out there, and I love me some pickleball over there. What's your paddle of choice? What's the paddle you use? Um, Oh, one the cone paddles. Cones. Wait, there's different types of paddles there. I mean, oh, brand, brand, different brands. Paddles. I mean, it's tons of oh, brands. Brand. Yeah, yeah. He's 65. Uh, you don't remember that? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember that stuff with the it It's square, but, I assume. But it is fun, church, isn't it? It's oh, fun. at the beach. At the beach, Linda and I play all the time. We play all our neighbors. There's a standing Saturday morning, 8:30. I don't know why in the heck they play at 8:30 in the morning. 8:30 on Saturday morning, round robin pickleball that we go down and play too for an hour and a half. Um, and it's good. It's good exercise. Good little movement. Brian's just a hitter. That was a loaded question because if there was one person in college coaching I thought was into pickleball, it would be <laughs> uh, that, that's uh, Well, and, and the next thing, I'll let me say before we start here, yeah. is thank goodness you guys are we're back. Yeah. Because I thought there was going to be a small riot up at PDA. <laughs> I thought I was going to get mugged on Monday. I had 10 people stop and yell at me as I was getting in my car. Where is the show? Where is the show? And I was like, it's not me. It's Matthew that has to bring this thing back. So thank God. I almost got a little small riot up. In oh, I got PDA. some emails, people asking to bring it back and say they're loyal listeners. So I, we appreciate it. College Soccer Nation appreciates anybody that listens and downloads and certainly continue keep sending the emails with ideas and that stuff but let's stay away from the riots we don't need any uh, we don't need any issues uh pda the, the saturday was a little a little rainy now were you there saturday church or no 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 it was oh. a wedding on saturday oh. sunday and monday were really nice i got yeah. a little, little tanning action nice well, well gra uh, graduations uh valore your son getting married so yeah. congratulations to you and that being a being a father uh of a of a groom has always got to be fun looking forward to that at some point yeah anyway let's get into more college soccer nation so first thing we want to talk about is obviously probably the biggest news is the coaching carousel right mm -hmm. and all of the the jobs and i'm just going to say this um you know, I think most people know, but again, Mark moving on from Florida State is clearly the biggest shocker 
of all of them. I, you know, before that, obviously, um, you know, uh, we've had some other changes at UCLA and USC. And, and I do want to talk about Nicole at SMU in a minute, but uh, Mark leaving. And I think leaving because it's interesting as he returned a, just a loaded, loaded team. And they had a administration change and a new AD. And, and I think that things went south there with those two. And, and Mark, luckily for him, or not luckily, but for him, was in a position, could walk away. And, you know, I think, guys, you guys would agree with me that the people you work for is really, really important. And, and, and that for all these jobs. And, and, you know, good for him that he could, you know, stand by his morals and be able to walk away. And, and unfortunate for those players and the team, but hopefully Brian will go in and do a great job. As people that don't know, Brian Penske from Tennessee is now taking over as head coach there. But first of all, thoughts on Mark and, and him moving on. And I think, it's pretty safe to say he wasn't leaving Florida state, a loaded team to take another college job. Yeah. So, you know, who knows what's next for him? He did say in it that he wasn't going to retire. He wasn't a retirement. So he is probably going to go on and do something else. We'll wait and see what that is, but um, pretty, pretty shocking for our, our sport for someone that magnitude with that team and that returning team and national championship coach to just uh, leave really mainly, it seems like to us. And again, I don't know all the details, but, to me, it certainly seems like a, um, I'm, you know, I'm unable to work with the administration. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I think against coaching against Mark for so many years, and Mark being in the ACC, I think you know the real loser here is is college soccer. Yeah, because Mark is one of the best and one of the classiest, and just you know his teams are they're phenomenal year in and year out, you know, in possession, out of possession. Um, you know, whatever style, whatever way he tries to play, he, he's got the personnel and his adjustments that he makes. It's this, there's few that are better. He's one, he is, in, in my opinion, you know, as he went out, was the top co- college coach in the country. And, you know, we'll miss him in the ACC. There's no question about that. I miss the friendship. We, we would always get a lunch or a breakfast when we played each other in Durham or Tallahassee. So I'll, I'll miss that. Um, of catching up with him, but I know, you know, I, I think like you do too, Matt, I think you, he's going to come back somewhere and he's going to come back and be better than ever. Mm-hmm. He's going to be ready to go, whatever his next goal is. Um, but until then, he's going to enjoy life. He's got yeah. some nice places. He's got some yeah. nice places to go to. Yeah. That's not feel yeah. sorry for the man. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, not, he's, he's not struggling. He's, he's, he's not he's struggling in his nice beach house or lake house. Or, yeah, he's got and him and Linda are going to enjoy the yeah, absolutely. enjoy life like they deserve to. So that's right. I I'm happy for him in that area, but I do I do feel a real loss for women's soccer uh of losing Mark. Yeah. Right? Well I mean I would echo that I clearly the best coach coach in the country and you know it, it's college women's soccer. So the dominant programs tend to be academic oriented type schools year to year, Stanford's Dukes, you know, there's a nice recruiting advantage built in. If you're at UCLA, that is Florida state with 15 years of dominance Mm. that, I mean, that's not an, that's, it's not a bad job by any stretch, but that's no gimme. And to do what he's done and the way they did it with the playing style, everything about it, just fantastic. Certainly the top coach, but even for someone like Mark, Right now in college athletics, nothing is more important than alignment between the administration, the coaches, the support staff on down to the players. And if you don't have it, um, it's not going to work long term. And when it starts to turn and, and, you know, I I think Mark's a really, really bright guy and he's got a lot of things he can still do in soccer. And his next challenge 
it'll be awesome to see. I can't wait to see what it is. I'd love it to be one of these European clubs or, you know, any, you know, something on a, a national team, something like that. Cause I think he'd be the best at that as well. Yeah. I think that the interesting thing that we lost in, in college soccer, and I agree with you, Robbie, what you said, it's a real loss for college soccer is he was such an innovator and his whole staff, right. He was, you could go back and look, he was the first to do this and the first to do that. And, and the innovation that they came up with at Florida state was, was second to none, uh, whether it was how they did, you know, catapult or those stuff early on and into the, you know, sleeping and whoop bands and all that kind of stuff, the technology, the innovation of which they played, the, his staff, um, you know, the analytics stuff they did. I mean, just, just really at a high end. And Mark was the, certainly the maestro of all of that. So um, it's, it's a real loss. I hate it for them. Uh, but let's, let's move and turn the page to Brian Penske and taking over a, a really talented team that it looks like uh, most of them are staying, you know, I know a bunch of them went on the portal, which I sure was very nerve wracking for Brian. Um, but, uh, you know, Brian is an accomplished coach from the university of Tennessee was at Maryland. So has a good experience in the ACC. Um, and now he has a big challenge ahead of him to continue to keep uh, Florida state at the top. You know, I, I think as, as we, you know, we welcome Brian back to the ACC and mm-hmm. he did a great job at Maryland. He did a great job at Tennessee. He's a veteran coach. He can come in and take this group. Not a lot of people could do that because, this, as you've already said, this is, where do you go from here? You don't go anywhere. You just try to maintain. And maintaining is one of the hardest things that, that you can do in this business, is trying to maintain year in, year out, and to grow. But, but Brian will do a fantastic job. He's a veteran. He's been down these roads before. He's had to make, you know, he, he's made hard decisions before. And he's been faced with a lot of, uh, uh, sometimes a lot of turmoil and some of his other programs and, and he's come out, you know, really, really well. So I think he'll use all his experience and I think he will have a very, very good team. I think they're, what I think, what I'm impressed with is kind of the, the players that they're, they look like they're so unified. They look like they've, they've made a pact. They want to stay together. Mm-hmm. They made this pledge that they're going to, they want to go out and they want to win another national championship. And I think you'll see a driven, I think you'll, you'll see a driven, a motivated team in Florida state. And they'll be one of the top teams in the in the country, also. Yeah. Well, and I think you see across the country when a, a big job comes open. And right now, I don't know if there was a bigger job to come open. If if we're talking modern day 2022, was the team look like? Especially even though there's some other big jobs. Um, that that's a really good hire. I mean, they gave them a chance, right? I think sure. if they have flubbed it the transfer portal would have been a little more exciting the last two weeks (laughs) for everyone. There's been some good players on it, but not seven or eight from the same school. So, um, you know, Brian, I'll give him a fighting chance. No question. So we have, you know, national championship coach um, leave because of administration and what, two hours to the east or west? I don't know, west, I guess maybe. Um, South Florida drops a bombshell shortly after, and they fired Tony, the head coach. Um, and here we go again, right? Um, what happened? You know, I do, I do not know the story. It, you know, there were all kinds of reports on on you know issues with the team and issues with you know the administration again, and and they you know pretty much let him go without cause. Um, so Tony's out, his whole staff's out. 
And here comes a really interesting hire in, in Sam Baggett. Um, you know, played at Duke. It was, you know, coach at Tennessee during the glory, some of the glory years of Tennessee. And now it's been at Emory Riddle the last 17 years, I think it is, something like that. So much different than Brian Penske of a hire. So, Robbie, I know she did not play for you, right? She was Bill Hempen. Right, yep, yep. She, she, but I think we all know Sam and, and respect her certainly as a coach and, sure. and as a person, And but whew, yeah, she's got a job ahead of her. Because where Florida State's in a, a really great position and ready to repeat, Florida's got some work to do to get back um, to being the level that Florida's been at. Yeah. You know, I, I think Sam, again, obviously being a Duke grad, I've known her very, very well. Um, and then she's done a fantastic job at Emory Riddle uh, all those years. Been very, very consistent. Been at the top of their region, which is the toughest region, I think, in Division Two in the country. And she's been, you know, on a national scale all those years. So uh, she's excited about the job. She's ready for this job. I think she'll do a fantastic job. But it's going to take a while, yeah. as you've already said. It's going to take a while. She's putting her staff together. She's got her staff almost set. Um, but she's putting her staff together. But, but number one, Sam is a really good person. And she'll really relate to, to the young ladies that are in their program. And, you know, their culture will be great. Uh, their culture will be great. They, everybody will enjoy playing for Sam. Um, and, you know, I think in a few years, you're going to, I think you'll see the program grow even this in the first year, but I think in a few years, there's definitely the possibility that program get back to where Florida was and get Florida back on the map. So I think it's a good hire. I think it's, she's going to have to establish some, the recruiting, get back to the recruiting and get back to the division one recruiting and, and, and Florida. But, you know, like most state universities, if you can keep your kids home in the state, and especially in that state of Florida, if she can start to get the top kids, then it won't be long before she's back in battling all you guys in the SEC. Yeah, the big difference there, right? Florida State's arguably the best roster in the country. The Penske's coming in and coming into. And, you know, the honesty of the roster of Florida right now is they're not ready to win the SEC. Um, and they're not ready to compete nationally. So they've got a little more time to grow, a little more ready-made for Penske. But Sam, we all call her Sam Baggett, right? Because we're so yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, we should have started calling her by her proper name. <laughs> that's right. But, you know, it, it, you speak to her for two minutes and you realize that's a great person who's extremely intelligent. Robbie, you could pull her old SAT score maybe for us. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not going to be a short-termer there, but she'll get it figured out. That's for sure. Um, I just think what's interesting to me is, could you, Brian, I'm going to ask you this question because you're, you like this kind of stuff. Could you put on paper two different hires and Brian Penske and Sam Bo, Boham or Bo, I don't know sure how you say it, Boham. I've called him back in forever. I mean, that is two different, different hires, right? I mean, well, just let's just go to the sideline behavior. Right? <laughs> Brian is very passionate, we'll say. May scream and yell, and Sam is the nicest person you've ever met. So um, it's it's fascinating for me. It really is. It makes for great podcast discussion. But um, the the state of Florida, as as you both alluded to, if they can lock down the borders, borders both of them or either one of them, they they're loaded with talent. There's no reason why Florida will not go to the top of the SEC very quickly. Sam is a bright person. She was there at the heyday of Tennessee when Tennessee was winning championships, left, right, and center with Ange Kelly. She knows the recipe. I believe she will get Florida back 
um, very quickly, like Robbie said, but boy, those are two really different hires. Yeah, I bet the card accumulation history is a little different. <laughs> and I, you know, I haven't been on the sideline across from Sam, so I don't know that for sure. But I'm going to guess. And that, yes. to be but, fair, that might be true for 99% of the potential hires. At- <laughs> <laughs> yes, no doubt. Um, but uh, obviously excited for both of them and congratulations and good luck. And, and we'll see. All right, let's keep moving. So Brian leaves Tennessee. And Joe Kurt, the longtime assistant coach at Tennessee, was there with Ange and then stayed there with Brian, um, gets a shot to be the head coach, which I think we're all really excited about. All of us that know Joe, he's a fantastic guy. He's put in his time, and I applaud Tennessee for giving a longtime assistant a chance uh, to be the head coach. So excited for him. Um, I think the interesting thing we talked about, like you said, Robbie, Sam's putting her staff together, Brian, as I broke the news earlier, um, has lost both of his assistants. So he'll be um, scrambling to put a, a staff together. And Joe obviously is taking, he's going to fill his spot, right? As now he's moved up to head coach. So congratulations to Joe. Super excited for him. Another great, you know, our, our league, um, you know, got two really wonderful people in those two positions that with Sam and, and, and Joe. So that, that's certainly exciting, but thoughts on Joe. I think everybody in the country, all the coaches in the country are excited for Joe to get that job. You know, Joe deserves that job. He worked hard. You always see Joe recruiting. He's the first one in the fields. He's the last one to leave. He's at every tournament. He's there every day. He kind of, you know, he blends in a little bit on the sidelines with things. And But, you know, I was thrilled when Tennessee made that decision because the right person got that job. Did you guys see the video that they had yeah, when, they, yeah. when they announced it to the team? Yeah, how about awesome, that? Awesome. I mean, how, how exciting exciting with the players and, and just to see that um yeah. you know is is you know was fantastic and then you see the love that they had for for him and i think they wanted you know they've got a really good team they got a really good yes. recruiting class coming in they want to keep everybody together and they think they can make some real noise this year we we unfortunately go up there and play them <laughs> uh, so i'm giving them a lot of compliments i hope you girls are hearing that, and Joe hearing that. <laughs> yeah me too they come to us so yeah they, they're great <laughs> As we go out there, great. They're there. So, uh, no, but I, I think, you know, in all, in all seriousness, it's a great, great hire. Yeah. And it's exciting hire and, and a well-deserved hire, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that you, be, yeah. you know, Penske left Tennessee, one of the top 10 rosters in the country. Yeah. yeah. Fair to say. And he's going over to Florida State, might have the best roster in the, in the country. So Penske's hands will be all over the national championship pitcher next year. Yeah. <laughs> sure. um, okay. Just a couple more. Um, and kind of along the lines with Joe, uh, Nicole getting hired to SMU. I don't think that was uh, going on when the last time we chatted. So another, again, another longtime assistant. I know she had take, stepped away for a year or two, but Nicole back at SMU, which is exciting for, for them and know a lot of those players. So that's great for her. But I will say, you know, obviously I've stayed in contact with that other guy that used to be on this podcast um, up there in Chicago. And he started off really well. I think they're two, one and one, maybe they're playing tonight. We're recruiting on, or we're we're, we're uh, recording on June first, and they're they're playing tonight. Um, but doing a great job, and I think he's really enjoying it. And so happy for Nicole and and Chris is doing well for an update on him. Yeah, and I mean that leans into the she just hired a sitting head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Your staff, Emma from down at Incarnate Ward, and you saw it at Western Michigan going over to Michigan in the year of all this movement. Now we're even seeing mid level coaches go back to being 
assistants at you know probably higher level programs. Yeah, well, which is interesting as this thing spins around with so many changes. Well, what do you what do you guys think about? Um, I mean, this has been a crazy year, right? Can can you ever remember a year where? I mean, there's never been a year where the national championship coach steps away because Anson's never left. And I'm um, just kidding, Robbie. Uh, and, but UCLA, USC, Florida State, Florida, Kentucky, Georgia, uh, SMU, to name a few, a bunch of other big major jobs. I'm missing a ton for sure. But those are some major jobs. I mean, you look at the SEC, when, you, when you're talking about Florida, Georgia, um, Kentucky, and Tennessee, those are four of the biggest programs in, in our league. Yeah. Um, all brand new head coaches. So the landscape, of college women's soccer and this is college soccer nation is really really changing and has changed for this upcoming year for sure so i looked before we went on the air i looked at the changes there's 51 coaching changes wow up to this point 51 coaching changes nine power five jobs opened up this year i mean i think that's double the amount of jobs that are usually open yeah and like you said you've already you know it well forgot about Kentucky, Maryland, because they opened up so early. Mar- yeah, Maryland and Baylor. Yeah, and ba- Baylor. Baylor along yeah. with that. Of course, we almost forgot about those because they opened up so early. And yeah. it's been such a, at the end here, a number of people, it seems like every week for a little while, there was a there was a big job that opened up too. So, but 51 jobs, there's even there's even three jobs that aren't even field yet. Wow. And, uh, so as, as we turn the calendar June 1st. So I, I don't remember in my time, this many jobs and then I don't remember this many big time jobs that are that are open but you know it's what I like too is that it, a lot of different people are filling these jobs a lot of division two people are moving up to division one a lot of a lot of people that have done really well at mid-level mid-level to lower level division one are, are, are being rewarded for their work they're getting they're getting a upper level division one jobs um, assistants are assistants are moving that have worked really hard, you know, and I, th- I think going back to your point, Matt, you know, I, I think now you have to have a, a great staff. You can't just have one coach. You have to have three coaches and three almost head coaches uh, these days to be very successful. You know, you've got to be able to, to have set of eyes to see different things. And then you've got to have, you know, people can't talk the whole time um, because people Players will turn you off. Yeah. So it's uh, it's so important to have a, a really, really good staff. All right, Brian, nine changes. Who will have the biggest turnaround in those nine? Now, you've got some that are still good teams, but who will have the biggest impact in 2022 of those nine Power Five jobs? Do you know what all nine of them are? You want to read them to me? I don't know if I'm reading, but I probably call it Florida State. I got them. You got them church again. Go for it. Kentucky, Maryland, Baylor, Georgia, Southern Cal, UCLA, Florida State, Tennessee, and Florida. Man, what a list. What a list. I got mine. I got mine. Unbelievable. Um, well, I mean, Florida State's off the list because you can't have a right, you can't get, where they can have a, <laughs> you have a negative turnaround, I guess. Uh, but you can't have a positive turnaround on that one. I, you know, for me, Kadani's proved his worth in the transfer portal before. You know, and I think the things you're seeing out of Kentucky are pretty promising, aren't they, in terms of the players turnaround? I'd go one of those two, but it's pure speculation and guess right now. Yeah, everything's a guess, but I'm going Meg at Maryland. Uh, oh, like that. Yeah, yeah she's good, man. She's good. She was, you know, who is Rutgers, Brian? Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. She was really good with Rutgers. 
So I'm going, I'm going Meg, but it's going to be really fascinating. All right. We need to keep moving. Um, And this is your turn now, Brian. Survey and transformation plans. Well, hold on. Give me 30 more seconds with Robbie. Robbie, why do you think there's so many turnover? You know, the turnover, they're hiring different kinds of coaches, but why so many? Um, You know, that's a great question. I think, I think there are some coaches, you know, some coaches got out. But a lot of them, you know, well, a lot of this list, there's a number of people in this list. There's been some changes over, obviously, Kadani and and Brian that have left. There have been some people that got out and Paul at Baylor, Paul at Baylor himself. And then obviously there was other ones dismissed because of, you know, play. But I think because of COVID years, okay, and I'll say years basically, that a lot of people didn't get let go or didn't get fired during those years because everybody was handicapped a little bit. And it was, it was a tough time for everybody. Now we're coming out of, you know, what they say is coming out of the COVID years. So I think some people that maybe were on the hot seat for a little while got, this was the year that they got let go. The administration just decided they wanted to make a a change in some of them. So I think that added to that added to the list. And then some of the coaches stepping down and just, you know, had enough. This is, it's a tough time for coaches too. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of mental health for players and there's a lot of mental health for coaches, for their coaches also. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, been, a, it's been coming out of a tough time for everybody. Um, and then, you know, I think some administrators, you know, again, depends on the leagues and stuff. You know, they're starting to really, okay, we, you know, we're, we're putting a big investment here and we want to see a return on that investment. You know, we want to, we want whatever it is. Do we want to play for a conference championship? Do we want to play for a conference tournament? Do we want to play for the, get an NCAA tournament? Or do we want to get play for an NCAA championship? I think more athletic departments are asking that question. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's- yeah. Let me just, let me just, I'm going to pipe in here on this, Rob. You touched on a, a topic that was interesting that I was talking to a coach, a coach, a volleyball coach, not our, a friend of mine who's a volleyball coach. And he said to me, he said, what? What has been done in your department for the mental health of the coaches out of COVID? And I thought it's a really good point. Like, you know, we, we have spent a lot of time on the players as we should. And, and absolutely. But what do you do mental health wise? Right. And, and I'll say this, um, you know, I have no problem saying I meet with our sports psych once a week during the season. And, and a lot of times, maybe once every two weeks out of the season, it's the best hour of my, it's the best hour of my week. Uh, we typically we go to lunch, so that's always a plus. But that hour that I spend talking to her about things that are going on in my life, I think really help. And I would just encourage it to anybody because there is a mental health piece to all of this, right? We have the transfer portal has gone crazy. The All the talk of um, conference realignment has gone crazy, right? There is all this mental health stuff going on. And I think we forget that we're part of this too. And we we need to make sure that we're checking in in that because I think you're right, Churchy. A lot of these people have left said this is not for me, and in the yeah. profession that we are, which is a shame if that's the case because it is a great profession. It's the best job in the world, um, but you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree 100. percent You know, the other thing that jumped out at me looking at this list before we came on is the veteran coaches. You know, yeah. Ray, Ray, Rob Brewer, Warren Lipka. Paul, Billy, Billy, Chris at Villanova. I mean, these are veteran coaches that have done this for a long time. Yes, been very successful in many spots. Yeah. Very successful in their times with it yeah. too. So, you know, Crazy. we're losing a lot of really good people and a lot of really good coaches that put a lot of years into to this. So we hope yeah. we hope they do well in the next chapter. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
Brian, we had a survey that just went out. Oh, we did. That caught it created quite a stir. Did it? <laughs> Originally, I think it was just going to be a small survey sent to 10, 12 schools across the country. NCAA is looking for information from from every sport. And then boom, it kind of caught fire. NCAA asked for a soccer, men's and women's division one feedback, and out went the survey. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to everybody who's a coach. Listen, we did have 215 of wow. the 340 plus. Wow. If we like that with the rankings, we'd be all set. Sorry. Actually, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually respond to the survey. And I think if you went in a normal business world and said two thirds of the people respond to the survey, they might try and fire the other 33% from the job, <laughs> right? It's a five minute survey. <laughs> but however, and Hops can vouch for this as the guy in charge of this stuff. I see all the surveys and kudos to everyone. That is our best number ever. It's fantastic. <laughs> so we got good feedback. Yeah. Now, the, per norm, also, the feedback we got was just split in every direction and we can't decide <laughs> on anything. So we took the survey, but we got no consensus really on most things. You know, it, the survey was two parts to work backwards first. The financial aid piece will be coming back to, because we just had too many questions for the NCAA and our response isn't due for another couple of weeks. Okay. But the recruiting piece, we had to have a, a women's soccer D1 response in tonight. And, you know, in the end, the gist of it, they asked us, do we want uh, extended dead periods? Do we want to keep things the same? Do we want some, a new thing called a shutdown period? that I think caused some confusion, but it's basically no calls, no texts, no coaching a club team um, oh. for anywhere from four to eight weeks. It might even include no running camps as well during that shutdown period. Certainly it would for high school age kids. That's for sure. So, um, but the consensus we got out of it is number one, we like it the way it is. I think it was 65% said we would choose no change if we could. On the men's side, I think they were at 86% said don't change it. But if we added an addendum, however, if we do change, this is what we'd like. And basically, it's a combination of, of the system we have right now, dead periods, um, maybe extended anywhere up from our – right now we have three weeks. So they're talking minimum four, maximum eight. Um, and, and that's the real gist of it. What's your thoughts on – four weeks, eight weeks, like, is there a, have we not, it, maybe I live in a bubble, but I feel like everybody I talk to love the, the, what, what is it called? The hopication or Karen hopification. Yeah, yeah. The right. dead period. Well, right. you know, it's really interesting when she, when she kind of got that push through, we were only in like a 43% approval of it as a, as a coaching body. And what do you think the approval would be now? Oh, I, I, everybody I talk to loves it. Oh, and I was totally against it. Me and I too. It. Yeah. Totally, me too. Yeah, yeah. That number. I bet it's 90, 95%. Now, the question is, that's a three-week period around Christmas. Where do those other yeah. one to five weeks land? It'd be great if it kind of gives us that. Maybe it's an extra week at Christmas. What? You get four weeks there. Yeah, and then, well, I mean, think about it. What if you took the month of May and just said no recruiting in May? I mean, I'm just spitballing it out there, but would that be the worst thing in the world? That's the first month I thought, but then we got this June 15th phone call to the 2024s where we start calling them. Is do we got enough eval on them if we cut yeah. out? Okay. Yeah. We'd figure it out. 
Yeah, would be my opinion. But anyway, okay. Any, anything on that, Brian? I know you sat in that meeting, right? The survey that you sat in the meeting today? I, I did. I did. No, Brian laid it out really well. Um, you know, I, I think in, in our group in the ACC, we're kind of split when we try to get some really quick answers about going to go to four, do you go to eight, you know, and fall yeah. somewhere in between. So I think that's going to be the real question is where do you get the extra week? I, I think Christmas would definitely be an area that we could get one. Sure. Uh, and then I think the next ones would be the tricky one. I don't know. I just, uh, I do like, I, the, I do, sorry to cut you off. I do like the idea of preseason. Yeah. Two weeks of preseason. Ooh. Right. Yeah. That would be yeah. great. No, that would be, now, see, that would be great. I think yeah. that or doing any of our season. Yeah. I think that, I think that would be great. But, I, you know, I, I'm one, and, and I think our conference is one, too, that we just – we continue to – we don't want things to continue to be taken away that we won't get back. Yeah, that's always the danger. You no know, doubt. that's a danger. If we yeah. do too much, we're not going to get it back, and then all of a sudden we get in there and we go, wow, is that too long? Is this yeah. – you know, yeah. because I agree with you, May with June 15th coming – you know, it's not not only going to games, but we're going to a lot of trainings during this month. Yeah, sure. We're well, it, it would it would just be we would figure it out. It's just like the dead period. We'd figure it out and we'd adjust, but pivot, right? Isn't that what they said all during COVID? Pivot, pivot. pivot. All right, let's keep going, boys. Uh, June fifteenth is around the corner. That's a big recruiting day for all of the um, uh, juniors, right? We can finally talk to them and 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 um, express our interest and. I think it's a really tough time for the players, if I'm being honest, because yeah. you sit there and you have your list of schools that you're hoping they call. And then, well, let me ask you this, boys. And, and maybe this is my older age and my cynical, but does it matter if you call it midnight? <laughs> is it really a thing? I mean, I'm, I know you're not calling Brian because I know you're asleep a thousand percent. Like, Can is that really a fact? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, we don't got to get into how everybody recruits, but it just is interesting to me that some of the, the things you hear. But at the end of the day, it is a, a probably a really stressful time for the players because they want Duke to call and is Duke calling, is Duke not calling, so on and so forth. Or, or X school, and just using yeah. Duke as an example. So it's it's a tricky one, but I think the, the one of the really important pieces to this is um, – one of the really important pieces to this is there is that funny little rule that came in before COVID where you can talk to them on June 15th, but they can't come visit till August 1st. Right. right? right. And that is a very, very strange rule that we have in place. Is it not? Yep. So I have a question with that rule and, and kind of question what you were talking about earlier. How important is it to call that first day since you have almost two and a half months I don't disagree with that, Churchy, at all. I totally agree. A month and a half. How important do you have to be there at eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning? You know, you remember the old days when we had the first, was it June 1st? Was it that we had calls? Yes. And and you would would make July 1st, you would make 50 calls. You'd be there all day on the phone making 50 calls. Now that we come in 15th and they can't come visit to the first, do, do you have to make all you, all your calls on the first day? Let's do this. Let's let's give College Soccer Nation some advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. My you don't advice. have to call. You don't uh, have to make. Maybe they do be more exciting because they say, uh, and I don't, I don't know how you spin it, but I don't well, I don't know what, on, how you do it. Let's even go backwards. Let's give players advice. You may not get the call 
on June 15th right. from the school that you want. You can't, and at that point, we can't, you know, have a meltdown. The, the, the school that I wanted to call didn't call me. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's important you call within the next three to five days or so. Yeah. You know, that you have time. But I'd also think like we have a huge event coming at the end of June in ECNL, right? So yeah. there's a chance you're going to get a call out of that because that's where the coach is going to see it. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's really a tricky, tricky. Well, I got some advice. Yeah. If your college decision is at all impacted by a 50 year old man calling you at 12.01 a.m., <laughs> go back to the drawing board and revamp how you're yes. choosing a college. Yeah. 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 That mom will be sleeping at 12.01. I promise. That is great advice, Brian. Yes. Great advice. It is. It is. It is. All right. Let's keep it moving. Um, what about how are we thinking this summer ID camps changing, not changing? The numbers have been way down. What what do we think is going on with ID camps? Uh, right? I don't know. I haven't put that much thought into it. Robbie? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Are you, are you, it was on the script. You're supposed to read it before. Yeah. Way to go. Way to pump that one to me over there, Brian. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I know we're still in a, we're still in the so-called COVID uh, mode. We have no dorms this year. Okay. Um, yeah. Don't know if we'll go back to them next year or not, but I think school will let us next year. This year, they they have not you know opened them up. So we have the two summer ID camps or two day camps. Sure. Um, you know, so I, I think the numbers are they're down a little bit, but not yeah. they're starting to grow over the last two or three weeks. Um, sure. Seeing them go up, but because it's still you know even though your tuition is cheaper. You still got to buy hotel rooms. And we all yeah. know about planning to go to Seattle or San Diego. We all know about hotel rooms. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. So everything. church, you're staying, you're down from your 500 ID campers down to 450. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> Sorry. That's a school down the road that has, <laughs> you, you went, you went nine miles the wrong way. <laughs> all right. 500 so campers. 61 days boys before preseason starts 61 days. How are you going to fill that 61 days, Brian Lee? Well, I, after two days, I have 37 more days of camp. <laughs> uh, that puts a pretty solid dent in it. Now that you mentioned it's only 61 days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brian, Ronnie, anything else? Uh, pickleball. There it is. There it is. Your winner. 61 pickleball. days of pickleball will be. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, get your time in now, boys. Get your teams ready. Uh, we'll be back. Certainly, Robbie, we're going to let you go and move on. We got Power 5. I didn't say Power 5 at the beginning, Brian. Shoot. Big Power 5 today. Uh, but uh, we're going to knock this out. Churchy, again, thanks for coming on, buddy. We'll talk to you, I don't know, maybe two weeks, something like that. We'll take another break and, and get we'll drum up some exciting news. Anybody wants to know, Chicago's up one nothing on Washington, 13 minutes in on a nice goal from Ella Stevens. Whoa. Thanks, there we money. go. There's my girl. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks, Thanks Churchy. Guys. Talk to you Thank soon. Thank you. Appreciate All it. All right, Brian. I didn't say this beginning. I'm sorry I didn't tease this, but our Power Five is very important topic. As Memorial Day just ended, our our topic is Power Five is Memorial Day cookout options. Right? That's a good one. It's right up your wheelhouse. This is, it is right in my wheelhouse. And actually, as I was sitting there on Memorial Day cooking, I thought, huh. What is what is the appropriate meal on Memorial Day cookout? Cookout Memorial Day kind of kicks off summer, right? It kind of mm -hmm. kicks you in high gear. 
summer is here, kids are getting out of school, or maybe they're out of school. What is the best meals you can have at your cookout? So I said to Brian, let's go for it. So something tells me whenever it comes to food, you and I are going to be vastly different. Mm, we'll see. We'll maybe see. not. All right. So okay. your let's do it. Your number five right. is counting backwards. Number yes. five Memorial Day cookout, a really good veggie skewer grilled. Little bit of uh, balsamic on there, some seasoning. Get yourself some onions, some peppers, some <laughs> mushrooms. Burn them up uh, on the fringes. Can't beat it. I am 51 years of age, and I have never in my life had a veggie skewer. <laughs> never. I've had plenty of kebabs with chicken, steak with little veggies on it, but never just a veggie skewer. That is awesome. Is the skewer right. asparagus? Mm. Is the skewer itself I, asparagus? I, oh, yeah, oh, exactly. Do you use asparagus as a skewer? You can't beat some grilled asparagus, though. I love grilled asparagus. It's my favorite. Oh. favorite. Yeah, that Brussels sprouts. Anyway, all right. My number five would be the exact opposite. My number five is a nice big pulled pork uh, barbecue that you smoke for. You know, I, well, I just smoked two of them. That's what made me think of it, pulled pork. And I thought to myself, is pulled pork really a Memorial Day meal? I don't know. It's barbecue. It's, you know, barbecue sauce, a little coleslaw, a little bread. It's delicious. But is it Memorial Day? I don't know. But that was my number five, completely opposite of the veggie skewer. All right, number four for me, I go now. Okay. My number four is Italian sausage or smoked sausage. Any kind of sausage you want. But I love a nice Italian sausage on a bun. Why are you looking at me so crazy? Um, it's a beautiful thing. Smoked sausage, Italian sausage, that's my number four. Well, early on, I think you've, been, you've confused Memorial Day with Oktoberfest. It sounds like <laughs> to me. This is... You should be in the Bavarian area of whatever part of Germany that is and have number four and five go your, your roasted pig and your, what did you just say? Sausage, Italian sausage or sausage. sausage, yeah. Be the hit. And you know what? You'd look great in some Lederhosen. I would I'll indeed, leave. no doubt, no doubt. All right, what's your number four? My number four is just a big fat prime rib. For Memorial Day? Yeah, throw it on there, nice medium rare. It does sound good. I don't know about Memorial Day. I don't hate. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. All right. You want Your number, number three? three is okay. You're gonna have to visualize this because I don't think you've had this either. Okay. A big bowl of fruit in a carved out half watermelon. Oh, like fruit you, salad. You carve it out, and then you stick all other kinds of fruit in there. Yeah. Now. Get some little yeah. toothpicks. People come by pre-COVID. Toothpick it up. Yeah, that is good. I like that one. That and that is a Memorial Day, a Memorial Day meal. Uh, similar to my number three, hamburgers. Can't have a cookout without hamburgers. Doesn't matter. July Fourth, Memorial Day, any time. Hamburger. And again, I've become a Blackstone guy. I got a Blackstone. I have five grills, but my 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 newest is a Blackstone. The smash burger on the Blackstone is fantastic. Huh. Really is. It's delicious. All right, yes, you're coming around to Americana. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's one one now. One oh offsides. <laughs> anyway, all right. Your number two. No, my number two. My number two is ribs. Right. Smoked ribs. You love a nice smoked rib, a little three, two, one, baby back ribs, barbecue sauce. You can't go wrong on Memorial Day with ribs. So much so at Kroger, where I shop, they're cooking them out there for you. Fresh ribs, if you want them to cook them, but you should cook them yourself. Ribs, number two for me, Memorial Day. Hmm. That's a, it's another small difference between us. You shop at Kroger. I'm at Whole Foods and Fresh Markets. 
you know, let me tell you something about Whole Foods. Whole Foods might be the most overrated, ridiculous grocery store in the history of mankind. Wow. The idea that it doesn't sell Diet Coke, Diet Coke, Brian, is enough, enough that nothing else needs to be said. Nicole Nelson used to take me to Whole Foods for lunch. Well, she used to take me, did one time, and never again would I go back. But the Angus avocados are fabulous. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Speaking of, is it my turn? Yes, you're number two. All right, number two. Maybe some of those Angus avocados can go in the guac with some chips <laughs> on the side. Nice big homemade guac. We're in business. Is, is guac um, Mexican? It's a Mexican food, right? Mm, I think it's really a Mexican I think it's a Mexican food. dish that you get when you go to Mexican restaurants. What does Mexico have to do with our Memorial Day, Brian? I don't know. If you yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. America is full of diverse. <laughs> it is. It there's is veterans fun. that died in the Me- Mexican-American War. So there's. That's uh, probably true. Okay, fine. All right. My, you're number one. Right, my that. number one, and I think you're going to like this. Okay. So just some nice, all-American, all-beef hot dogs, ketchup, mustard on them. You can't have Memorial Day without the bigger, the better. <sighs> I was so excited for you, Brian, because my number one is also hot dogs yeah. without question. But then you said ketchup on your hot dog. What do you, you mean? You don't put ketchup and there's no way, shape or form. Do you ever put ketchup on a freaking hot dog? Okay. That is blasphemy. You let me know when the hot dog people do their commercials, they're yeah. ketchup and mustard because they're looking for a slice of Americana. They're trying to oh, affect the greatest person. Percentage of people, ketchup and mustard on that. It's it's absolutely unacceptable and will not be tolerated on College Soccer Nation. Ketchup on a hot dog. That is the worst thing I've ever heard. The worst thing I've ever spoken on this on the show, I think. Anyway, (laughs) all right, go ahead. You're five. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, what did we have there? We had some grilled veggie skewers. We had a nice big juicy prime rib. We had a bowl of fruit and a watermelon carcass. I like to call it. <laughs> we got the guac with chips and the all-American hot dog. Boy, one. I tell you, I was, I, I'm just so surprised. Well, I'm hey, so heartbroken. I've never been invited to your house. If I come to Memorial your, Day. if I come to Memorial Day for your house, Brian, I have to drive my Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you can drive your eco-friendly car of choice. <laughs> Here we go. Here's my five. Little different. Pulled pork on a long, you know, ten-hour smoke. Italian or smoked sausage, really any sausage is fine. Hamburgers, ribs, and I agree, a hot dog. Can't beat a hot dog on Memorial Day. All right, but certainly no ketchup. All right, let's keep moving, wrap this thing up. I got uh, I got one thing on your list. Yeah. This could also be dubbed, who can guess when Matt has his first heart attack? <laughs> yeah, you could, Brian. Well, I, I won't even say it. I won't even go right. there about you. <laughs> All right. Um Big games, let's let's hold that for the next one. I don't think we have enough of a list yet. We got a special um, announcement. I want a Rice Soccer special game day announcement. Oh, please do. All right, there's some big games going on. Finalized today. Very popular. You know what? Penske may be the new picker. He gets more mention oh, on the podcast the last yeah. month or two. Todd's really gone quiet. But wait, you just you mentioned Todd, so he's back. I did. He is back. And we, and we do play 
America's best mid-major and America's favorite mid-major, the Sanford Bulldogs. Come yes, on as do we. But as of today, the Florida State Seminole defending national champs will visit Holloway Fields. Wow. Big news. Big news. Congratulations yeah. on signing that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, last thing I, want, I just want to touch on real quick. Did we want to mention uh, Champions League? And what happened there? No. <laughs> We've got time constraints. we got to get out. Yeah, smart. Hey, the quadruple went to a nothing. The double doesn't even count. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Darren, thanks for producing. Uh, pickleball is still king. Uh, College Soccer Nation, appreciate your support and everybody that listens. We'll be back probably in a week or two, maybe two weeks, uh, to bring you back. I hope this was fun. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back soon. Again, when there's more college soccer news, the, the better we are. Hope everybody has a great start of their June. We'll talk to you soon. College Soccer Nation is out.